0: Hey everybody, welcome to Sports Talk with Cole. This week, my good friend Davey Gibson joins me on the show. We talk NFL, Aaron Rodgers, the draft, and then we switch on to the NBA with the play-in tournament and the NBA playoffs as a whole. So without further ado, let's go. and we're back and i'm joined by my special guest David Gibson. What's up man? What's up buddy? How you doing man? Doing pretty good. Thanks for joining the pod this Thanks. week. Thanks for having me on, dude. I'm ready to go. Yes sir. We popped our tops. We're in here ready to go. <laughs> um first up on the agenda, Aaron Rodgers. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Man. Is he leaving? Is he staying? I, what do you think's going to happen? There's I, so many questions. I mean, from what
1: I've heard from people and listening to people that are in his circle talk, you know, nobody really knows other than Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, if I had to guess, I think he wants to work something out and be in Green Bay. I just don't know if there's that foundation of trust. If they can't push past and get a deal done, like, is we're going to see another Calvin Johnson situation where he's just forced into retirement because he's not happy with the situation?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers still has I think 2 or 3 more years on his deal. He just signed a new deal. I I don't I don't know what I know what the problem is. He feels disrespected by the organization because of the Jordan Love thing last year, obviously. But I I really don't see a better situation for him than in Green Bay, do you? Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: speaking from a Saints fan who just lost their quarterback, if he comes down to New Orleans with AK and Michael Thomas, that's that's a pretty good situation for him or i mean even if it was somewhere like denver like there are other options out there for him where he could make a team a super bowl contender and i, I think green bay needs to realize
0: that and make sure that it's their team not somewhere else well i think it scared gm brian goodicus even more and Devonte adams came out i think last week because this has been going on since the since the draft i think it came out on draft day but um Devonte adams came out and said hey if 12's not here. I don't know if I'm going to still be here. So that's got a scary GM going. Not only am I going to lose my star quarterback, but my wide receiver went one on the way out. So there's a lot of moving pieces with this Aaron Rodgers situation. Yeah. I hear what you're saying about Denver. Obviously, New Orleans would be a dream destination. That team is ready to win a Super Bowl. They need a quarterback. That would that would put them right over the hump. Don't think that's going to be the spot for Aaron. His cap number's pretty high. Yep. Denver could <laughs> be the right spot. I think they want him. But would Shalane, Ch- I can't, Shalane Woodley, whatever his girlfriend's name, would she want to move to Denver, Colorado? I don't know. A lot more factors than just Aaron now since he's an engaged man, I guess. Just-
1: I also think, though, that his pride carries a lot more weight than anything else. I mean, especially when you're, like what you said, the whole situation was caused by a strike to his pride. Mm-hmm. And I the depth and the length that he'll go to to prove a point Is it going to be Brady-like where, you know, he leaves and goes somewhere where everybody's already counts him out thinking, oh, Drew Brees is there. You know, Carolina's got a new coach. Atlanta's been good offensively for a long time. What is he doing? And then he goes and wins the Super Bowl. I mean, it could be the same thing here. You never know. I mean, you disrespect a guy like that who's – mvp caliber literally <laughs> just won <want> an
0: mvp <laughs> and you're gonna disrespect a man like that yeah we didn't even i didn't even mention that he is the reigning mvp he he even said i threw a wrench in the packers plan because i think his play before this mvp year was good but not this mvp status so the drafting on jordan love might have given motivation to go out there and have the mvp year um, but I, this Packers team is built to win. Now, obviously, yeah. there was some coaching decisions in the NFC NFC Championship where they made it to. i mean, crying out loud, the NFC Championship. Four teams make that every year. They've done it two two years in a row. So questionable decisions in that game. I think a lot of people question Matt Lafleur's coaching a little bit. There's no question about the talent on the Green Bay Packers roster, though. Right. But they do a certain. They have a certain way of doing things in Green Bay. And GM Brian Gudakis, a lot of people think he's this new guy that's messing with the old Packer way. He's been in the Packers organization for twenty plus years, I think. So I I don't know what he's doing, but I think even he can look back now and think, maybe I should have just gave Aaron a call before I made this move and let him know because it caught Aaron Rodgers completely off guard. I mean at this point you're you're in a situation where you've gotta make a decision. And do you cut your
1: losses and say, Okay, it was only it was one draft year that we ruined we picked Jordan Love we shouldn't have done that you know maybe we didn't draft as well this year as we should have uh but what way do you go do you say okay we're going to cut Iron Rodgers off altogether and go with this plan that we originally had or do you say well scratch that he just won an MVP took us to the NFC
0: championship again let's roll with him until his wheels fall off personally if I was the GM and I I don't think I've told anybody this yet I would I would hold on for dear life. I oh, would. Yeah. Until until the very last moment when I have to trade this guy. Because right now, Jordan Love didn't even... He wasn't even on the active roster all of last year. He was in, he was in sweats on the sideline. They had another quarterback who was the backup. Jordan Love did not win that backup job in Green Bay. They obviously so,
1: didn't see anything in him. So, I mean, it was already a busted pick, and they knew it before Aaron Rodgers ever even won the MVP. So why yeah. are you continuing
0: to shoot yourself in the foot here? I don't... I don't know. I think you just have to wait it out, honestly. I I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong approach. But for the guy of Aaron Rodgers-Cowler, I'm talking to him. I'm trying to wait it out, which I'm sure that's what they're doing. They're talking to him, and it seems like they are trying to wait it out and wait through the storm, at least, of what's all been going on recently. But, I mean, it just keeps coming. I mean, right now, I don't know if the Packers realize it, but we're in freaking May. No one's talking. I mean, what is there to talk about? Rookie Rookie training camp is going on. Other than that, all there is to talk about, right now is Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers scenario. I right. mean, so I, I just, if I'm the Packers, I'm holding on right now. I'm trying, trying my, I'm just trying my hardest to get him there, to get him what he wants. Because Aaron Rodgers, I think he's got another five years left in him. A good quality football, I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's,
0: speaking from experience of being, you
1: know, again, like a Saints fan, watching Drew Brees fall apart was tough. And you know, these past two seasons, every Saints fan who's competent knew it's over. I mean, we thought when he came back, maybe we've got a chance, but you break your ribs, you puncture your lung, you tear your rotator cuff, and he still fought through it. You can't, you can't fault the man. He gave it every ounce of effort he had, and that's all you can ask for out of players, especially when they get into that age range. Yeah. And he he's done. And so I, the Saints organization throughout his career showed him nothing but respect and dignity even before he won the Super Bowl there. And then afterwards, they get, I mean, he's won MVPs and in, in Super Bowls in Green Bay. Why is that organization not doing the same thing for him? I mean, it makes you
0: think there's something fundamentally wrong with the way that they're doing things in Green Bay. Well, it's the Packer way, as we talked about. They have a certain way of doing things. And I think they're just blessed with, with I think God has just shined his light upon them. I mean, I mean, your draft- who was their quarterback before Aaron Rodgers? You had Brett, Brett Favre, yeah, and then before that, you had Bart, Bart, Starr. Bart Starr. These well, are great quarterbacks. Well
1: I, mean, like, they I didn't have a problem giving them props and making sure that they retired as Green Bay.
0: Well, I well, mean. The Brett Favre, Brett Favre situation... That they, was different. He was just didn't want to leave football. Well, they drafted Aaron Rodgers to replace Brett Favre. Now they drafted Jordan Love to replace Aaron Rodgers. And the GM, Brian Gutekus, was not the GM at the time, but he was in the Packers organization when they made that move for Aaron back then. And he saw that transition go on, and I think it would be similar. But even Brett Favre, I've listened to him talk. He's like, hey, I wasn't at the level Aaron Rodgers is right now when and I was there, leaving Green Bay. Brett Favre... Before he,
1: how many seasons was Aaron Rodgers on the bench behind him watching and listening and learning and, and forming his IQ of NFL football? Yeah, uh, it takes time. I mean, if you're gonna go with Jordan Love, he's not gonna be ready anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So make sure Aaron Rodgers and him are on the same page and working together. And instead of not telling the Aaron Rodgers you're gonna draft a quarterback, let him know. Say hey, we're going to let you mentor this guy for the next 6-7 years until you're retired, then he'll take your spot.
0: Make make him a part of that organization like he deservedly has earned. Right. One last question on the Aaron Rodgers situation. Will he play for the Packers in 2021?
1: Uh, I I hope so. And as much as I hate the Packers. Yes or no? Uh, I think he will be. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't God. I don't see him wanting to go anywhere else i mean with as long as he's been there and the weapons that he has and the continuity that offense has the defense is good you don't have a reason to leave um other than if there's something personal that we don't know about i mean he may have a legitimate reason to leave but i i wanted to it's good for football when he's there i don't like the packers i'm not a packers fan whenever it's going but i respect them and they're a good team and it's more fun to watch good
0: talent than it is to watch a bunch of nobodies well, I'll say a few things. I think he won't be there because mm. this guy does not. This is a guy that doesn't even talk to his family anymore. I mean, he is a, little bit a guy weird. that does not even talk to his mom and dad. His mom who mm. birthed him and raised oh. him. You don't even talk to those people. Your brother. Why the? What, you're not going to talk to. The, I mean, if you say you're done with somebody, you're done with. I mean, that guy who's done with his family. His mom. He's definitely done with the Green Bay Packers in my mind, and I just I I see him being traded eventually before the end of the season's over. I, I hate it. I hate What's it. What's more likely in your mind that he plays for the Packers next season or that he's the host of Jeopardy? Oh, boy. I'd say there's more likely he's going to be that for the Packers because Jeopardy doesn't <laughs> pay enough in his mind, I don't think. <sighs> I don't know how much Jeopardy pays. He might enjoy it more than he does playing quarterback for Green Bay. I, I mean, and that's sad. Because they're going to need a full time host and they're, they're going, they're revolving the door for all kinds of people. But I will say this about the Packers. They have five or six I think primetime games this year so the league is definitely counting on Rodriguez yeah, being, so being there. If he's not there a lot of these Sunday night Monday night games might have to be uh switched around for some other games because uh if it's Jordan Love on the quarterback for the Packers Yeak. they might not want that in primetime. I, I don't think I would but No sir. Um we're going to move on to the next topic here. Who had the best and worst NFL draft in your mind? We'll start with best. Who had the best uh. NFL draft?
1: Best. It's tough. I mean, there were a lot of uh, a lot of big changes, a lot of big names, you know, quarterbacks going here, going there, but I really do think that the Titans come out on top. I mean, they were already a team who was they were a playoff team, but they weren't a perennial Super Bowl contender. Yeah. And now you're Derek Henry's prime. Tannehill's had plenty of time behind there. You improve your defense you make up some things on the offensive end whether it be extra weapons um you know getting AJ Brown a little bit of help out there uh the offensive line getting a little bit of help they drafted Caleb Farley who upset it upset me he didn't play but he is a very talented cornerback uh he he's going to really help that defense he might not be a all-star Cornerback, but he will definitely bring some help on that side of a the ball. starting caliber. Corner. Right. Better than what they've had in the past. And right. it's nothing against, like The defense is a great defense. They're a really good defense. It but is something
0: guess. The defense has not been...
1: It, has, it hasn't been as good as it should have been. They patched holes. And that's yeah. why I think they had the best draft. Because they did have... They did the best job of fulfilling their needs and getting the most value for those positions. <laughs> and Whereas this is going to be crazy. And you might think that I'm nuts for saying this, but... I think the Jacksonville Jaguars had the worst draft. Okay. And okay, it's, it's nothing about the talent that they drafted. It is about Urban Meyer not being an NFL coach. And it didn't work the first time. It's not going to work this time. And it's going to waste Trevor Lawrence's start to his career. Uh, you, you signed Tim Tebow, even if he doesn't play, you signed Tim Tebow as a tight end. This is not Madden. I think it's a great story. I mean, I it's it is. A, it's a great story. It's <laughs> but it's not a good football move. Well, and it just shows you if he gets on the field and he plays significant minutes, there is an issue because there's no way he is the best tight end on that. You could play DJ Chark at tight end, and he would do better than Tim Tebow. EtN, they're playing him. At, they're looking at giving him a receiver reps. That's all the reps they gave. him All receiver reps at rookie minicamp. I, now, don't get me wrong. I really think there's a lot of talent down there in Jacksonville. But Urban Meyer is not an NFL coach, and I think that's why they had the worst draft. They were already the worst team in the league, and they they went lateral. I mean, their talent is up there with a lot of teams. I mean, I'd put them close to Arizona-level talent with the quarterbacks, the the playmakers, the defense being okay, but, I mean... The difference is Cliff Kingsbury is a good coach, and Urban Meyer is not. And I could be wrong, but that's the only reason that I think they had the worst draft. Is it? It doesn't matter who you draft at that point. Okay,
0: um, my best draft this year was the. I I think it was the New York Jets. I'm going to say the New York Jets because to me, to win the NFL draft, and this is not the off season. This is not just. This is not just improving your team overall. This is, if you win the draft, to me, you usually have two first-round picks. And they did have two first-round picks. They got a guard and they got a starting quarterback. They got the best guard, Elijah Vera Tucker, out of USC, I believe. And they got Zach Wilson, the quarterback, out of BYU. Now, I don't know how good Zach Wilson's going to be. I think he could be good. He has he has a lot of uh, talent there, of course. Obviously, I've talked a lot about him. And then Elijah Vera Tucker, I, I've looked at a couple of his tapes. He looks like a, a good guard. <laughs> He's going to be a good guard in the NFL, a great starting guard. Um, could be a pro bowler, but it's what they sh- that's what he should be, drafted in the first round. So you fill a major offensive line hole that they had, and then you go out and you get a quarterback, and then later on they got a receiver and a few other things. They really patched b- more holes like you're saying. So I think to win the NFL draft, you have to have two first-round picks just to win the NFL draft. I've obviously, overall, the, the offseason, um, I think there was different teams that won that. I don't think they won the off season. the Jets, obviously, but like when you have two first-round picks – and you use them well, like I think they did, then that's right. how you win the NFL draft. That and makes sense. You want to talk about Jacksonville. Jacksonville had two first-round picks, so I think they had a good NFL draft. Just just a draft, but not great because, like you were saying, obviously Trevor Lawrence, duh, first overall pick. what It was a no-brainer. and But the second pick they had, Travis Etienne. He could turn out to be one of the best players on that team, one of the best players in the league. But you had James Robinson, the undrafted guy from last last year who had a thousand plus yards yep. this was a good running back and you got Carlos Hyde the power back's going to come in and rotate in for um James Robinson you didn't need Travis Etienne to Mm-mm. me but I believe and I'm not going to try I'm trying not going to go off the rails here but Urban Meyer City won in Cadavious Tony very bad the wide receiver out of Florida that was snagged by the Giants a couple picks before so we got Travis Etienne I just just sitting there thinking who's the closest thing to Tony. <laughs> Travis Etienne. So that's what he did. He got Travis Etienne. I think he was kind of off off it the is, rails there on that. That's so. he he's reaching too far. He's trying too hard. He's trying to he, he's he's trying to fit he's trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. And It's wow. not going to work. For Jacksonville though, um their draft, they only drafted five-star guys. The four and five-star guys. They drafted Little, the the uh tackle that was hadn't played in two years in the second round. That was a little bit of a reach um overall i think their draft it was very urban meyer he went out and he got four and five star talents only big name school guys pretty much pretty much only um he did have the best undrafted player um linebacker dylan moses out of alabama who last year was on was picked to go top 10 in the nfl draft because of injuries and off the field just injuries i think he was undrafted this year urban meyer picked him up great pickup um but We're gonna get back on it here too. Who lost the NFL draft? Who had the worst NFL draft? I think it was the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they had the worst NFL draft. Their first pick was a running back, Najee Harris. I like Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is gonna be a good NFL player. But they have lost four out of their five linemen, and they they waited till the fourth round to get another one, uh who probably will not be a starting. He isn't. Let's just say I'm not gonna. He is not a starting caliber tackle. That guy that got in the fourth round. They needed to draft linemen. They went other ways. I don't know what. They were thinking, but they lost Villanueva, Pouncey retired. They lost a few other starters. They have one starter coming back. I think it's a guard, and they waited a long time before they got a tackle. They haven't done anything in free agency as far as I know, as far as filling these holes. Right. So they're going to have probably the worst offensive line in the yeah. league protecting a 41-year-old quarterback, and let's get a running back to uh, get beat up and injured. <laughs> so to me, it's very New York Giants-esque a few years ago. Um Let's take, although that was a little different, Saquon Barkley. Let's take Saquon Barkley and then watch him just get beat up because there's no line to block. But even that offensive line was better than this. I mean, just terrible product they're going to put out on Sunday. So I feel bad for Najee Harris because obviously Pittsburgh, great place to play football. It's football town all this North stuff, whatever. (laughs) But they had the worst draft because they needed to draft an offensive lineman. I would have even thought about trading up to get a quality tackle or or the guard that the Jets got. But instead, they sit and they draft a running back, which I don't think it was a super need. I think you could have got that, obviously, later later on if you wanted it. And the difference – and I just also don't like it when guys draft running backs in the first round, so – It's kind of a twofer for me. I don't like it when you draft running backs in the first round. I think you can find that value later on in the draft. I was just thinking with Alvin Kamara, um, many other guys. It just came to my mind since you're you're a Saints guy. um, (laughs) uh, Obviously, I don't like drafting running backs in the first round. And when your offensive line is probably already the worst in the league, you're going to draft a running back to run behind that, a young running back. That could ruin his career. And you can get the – I don't understand what the Pittsburgh Steelers were doing, but I love what the New York Jets did. I think they had a great draft. Yeah. (laughs) And that's surprising. I mean, who would have thought that we'd be having positive words about the Jets? Well, with the Jamal Adams trade, they did get two first-round picks back from Seattle. Um So that's how that that's how that worked out. Um We're going to we're going to move over to Tim Tebow real quick. What do you think about the signing of Tim Tebow? You had a little bit to say there earlier. Well, I like Tim. I have nothing but respect for this guy. I really do think
1: he's a great guy. I think I think that he's I mean, one of the best collegiate athletes in the history of the world, but it didn't translate professionally. I mean, in Denver, he had that crazy run in the playoffs, and he beat the Steelers in overtime, but it's yeah. he, he, he would have had a better career, and he probably would be still playing football and not have just re-signed a contract if he would have just played tight end in the beginning. Um, I, I think it's a little bit too late. I think it's a reach. I think that he's, you know, was done trying with baseball. He wasn't going anywhere with that, and he knew that his name would get him a ticket somewhere to play. And it's a good story. It's a feel good story. And don't get me wrong, I'm proud of the guy if he can work his way onto the roster and get minutes. But
0: I don't see it playing any significant factor whatsoever. Well, here's what I'll say. I've I like Tim Tebow. I think everybody likes Tim Tebow. I've heard everyone say when you meet this guy and you don't think you like him, it's impossible to say something mean to him. He's such a nice guy. He's one of the nicest guys, one of the best guys you'll ever meet. Um, Obviously, at Florida, um, watching that Florida team, man, Urban Meyer as a coach, that was a dominant, dominant team. And Tim Tebow was the perfect quarterback for that college system back in 2007 or 2008, whatever that was. Um, But... As far as tight end now, he's hadn't played since 2012 when he was a, I think, a roster guy for the or practice squad guy for the Jets or the Eagles or something. I don't know, but this move to tight end it really surprised me. It kind of came out of nowhere. Obviously, duh. Um, they don't really have a lot of great tight ends on the roster. Jacksonville doesn't. They're kind of thin there. I don't know if that's the reasoning behind it. Urban Meyer actually came on a podcast and said he didn't have anything to do with the signing. Said his assistant coaches did. Hmm. Do don't believe that. But, no, I don't um, believe that either. Don't believe that, Urban. But I will say this: If Tim Tebow does work hard and does make the roster, and he can play, you know, because Urban says he's he's worked hard and he can play the position. So um, if he produce this, the NFL is all about production. As any yeah. as any other professional league, he comes out, and he produces. Good for him. He's got a job. He's thirty four. I don't know. I will say this: <laughs> I mean, if, if you can I, produce, it's fine. I think if you are.
1: Eh. Okay, let's pretend that I don't have... Let's pretend Urban Meyer was never an NFL coach ever. This is his first time, right? Right. I would say, you know, with Minshew and now Tebow, you have two really good mentors for a very young quarterback who is obviously more talented at that position than those other two guys are. Minshew has played with that team and can help him with the continuity in that team. Tim Tebow can show him how to be a leader. Tim Tebow can be a voice in that locker room. You've got James Robinson, who can teach ETN things. You've got DJ Chark, who's young. You've got a lot of potential. I mean, you are loaded to the brim with as much potential. This is like when Philly had all those picks right before they got Simmons and Embiid and Tobias Harris and all these other guys. They were a really, really bad team. But they had a ton of potential. They had a ton of picks. And what are they going to do? Are they going to, you know, if Urban Meyer doesn't work, are they going to be willing to say, we're done, we're moving on, we're not going to waste any more time because these guys are so young, we don't want to waste time with them? Hmm. Or do you just let one of the best prospects since Andrew Luck at this position just far out into
0: the distance, like Andrew Luck did, just gone? Well, I think um, Colin Coward had the take that, and it's an interesting take. It's not one of his worst ones. That they just want to get Tim Tebow on the coaching staff, and this is the way they were trying to do it. Because um, they want him on the coaching staff, just bring him not, on the yeah, coaching staff yeah, again. I don't, I don't know, but um, I think Tim Tebow would be a good quarterbacks coach. Me, I, no, I don't even want to say that. He'd be a good mentor to Trevor Lawrence. Maybe I, I really don't know. This this story is just it's just weird. It <laughs> it's just weird. a weird story. Um, I really like Tim Tebow as a person. I loved his college years. I really hoped he would work in the NFL but um the Denver situation was kinda tough. He came in and then Peyton Manning came in the year later and then he kinda bing bonged around. So obviously that was a tough situation to be in and it just didn't really work out and now eight years removed he's back and a lot of people are screaming privilege and all this stuff. Now, I I don't really know. Um I don't I think s- there's anything political in this
1: whatsoever I don't think that there are really but people
0: try to make it political, they, and I hate that I hate yeah. when people try to make things political that aren't they that's just what want I hate. It to be. yeah I, I hate I just hate that but um my last thoughts on tebow hope he works out in the n f l It'd be a funny good story and um right. God yeah. bless him if you can produce then go go produce make a check man I'll be cheering for him yeah, yeah um and now we are gonna move on to the NBA playing game matchups, and... Boom, boom, boom. So, obviously, I think it'd be appropriate to start with the Lakers versus the Warriors. So let me start out with some stuff. Like what you
1: said before we started with the podcast. Okay. There are some people who genuinely hate LeBron in the league. That they they don't like him. They can't stand him. there are some people who... I've seen quotes about Steph. I don't know about LeBron because I don't follow him. (laughs) But with Steph... There are, you know, anonymous NBA quotes from these people talking about, you know, when he's out there dancing on the court, there's nothing they like more than to punch him in the mouth. And I can under, I can understand that point of view. I don't agree with it. I don't think that it's a fair point of view. But I know Steph does not share those same thoughts and feelings about LeBron. Just like LeBron doesn't share those same thoughts and feelings about Steph that those people do. No. They respect each other. A lot of respect there. Yes. A lot of and respect When there. he came out and said Steph should be the MVP, that... It, it's kind of weird.
0: It warmed your heart, didn't it?
1: Well, it, it scared <laughs> me because what? It, I mean, immediately after, all the people sort of changing their votes, and I'm like, I don't want Steph Curry to win because LeBron James said so. But not the point. I think I saw. Let me let me pull this up real quick. Steph Curry is 16 and four in Game Ones. Um, well, this is. The, I don't. Know I know what, it's a play. Just yeah, just for. For, oh, c- for comparative purpose, right. I count it as a Game 1 because... I don't know what you would call it. Could we call it a Game 7? That's the thing. It's, it's a Game 1 and a Game 7 it's at the like same a time. like Game 7. I'd say more of a Game 7 Game 7's LeBron has the advantage because he's played in more. Uh, yeah. Steph Curry has played in two, and he lost <laughs> both of them. Um, <laughs> I can't tell if that was the more. shot. Did he be played more? <laughs> outside of Houston. When he played oh, Houston man. and it went to seven games, they won, and that's because Clay Thompson has part ownership in
0: that organization. How about the... Uh yeah, OKC Thunder, the KD's last year there, three one. Of course, then the the finals they did come right. That there. was that. Well, was that poetic justice in any way? Yes, it was. Yeah. Well, LeBron in Game Ones is twenty nine and
1: twenty, and the only reason I bring this up is because statistically, and from me watching LeBron play in Game Ones, his team struggles. And it is the feeling out process. It's just like in the beginning of the year. LeBron teams are never good the first two weeks of the season. But then they have all that spurt where they're unbeatable, and then they start coasting. Wow. And I think that they've coasted too long, and that it's going to be closer than it should. You cannot give Steph Curry a close game and a chance to win, because... Nine times out of ten, he's going to take advantage of it. Oh. And it's the same thing with LeBron. The Warriors can't come out and mess around and, and play crappy like we have 80% of the year. The last two weeks, we've played our best ball. Yeah,
0: 46, if we keep it up. 40-60 the night for Steph, I think.
1: If we keep it up and we play that way and we, we keep the mentality that we're in this, we're going to keep our head down and keep doing our thing, it's going to work, we'll be okay. We might not win, but we'll be okay. okay. And... I think that this is going to be a lot more interesting than people want to give them credit for. Because people want to look past Golden State and say, well, it's L.A., they're playing the Lakers. They're fighting for the same seed here. I mean, they have the two, they're, they're very close in record because they're playing each other. Yep. So why is it that when people look at the matchups in the East with uh, Boston and Washington, they're like, well, they're not even on the same platform." Like, these two teams are just... But then they're, they they want to put them... It uh, it it just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, the way that... You you can't count a team out before it starts. There's a reason that the Lakers are in the play-in. Just like there's a reason that... The, if the Lakers would have been healthy all the year, they wouldn't be in the play-in. If the Warriors would be healthy all in, they wouldn't be in the play-in. They're in this position because of the things that happened, the games they won and the games they lost. It comes down to this game. Now... I think both teams could beat Memphis Grizzlies. I don't uh, And I don't. Nothing against the Spurs. I know they got left off of ESPN's um, thing that they put up, which is really yeah. bad. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see the Spurs beating the Grizzlies. Um, but I also don't see the Grizzlies beating the Warriors or the Lakers. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think either way. I think the Warriors have a better chance against Phoenix than they do um, Utah. But L.A., it, it doesn't matter who they play. They could be the eighth seed, they'll probably be the Jazz. Okay. If you want me to be honest. I mean, I I don't think that this is gonna affect either team's playoff hopes. But it's better for gold. it benefits Golden State more than it does LA, because it doesn't matter who LA plays, they've got a chance to win. Golden State, on the other hand, needs
0: every advantage they can get. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll say this about this year. A lot to say here. This has been an injury plague year for both teams. A lot of people forget that the Warriors are without Clay Thompson. I mean, that they would be, they would not be in the situation just like the Lakers if they hadn't had injuries throughout the year. Anthony Davis is hurt. LeBron James is hurt. Um, I don't know how the health is of LeBron and Anthony Davis coming into this game. They both seem to have some ankle problems going on. So if they stay healthy through the playoffs, they'll be okay. They can right. beat anybody in the West, I think. And um, the Warriors, they should beat the – The Spurs and Grizzlies game, I think the Grizzlies win that game just for preference, And then the Grizzlies will have a chance to knock off the Warriors or Lakers in a one-off game on Friday, I believe, or Friday, I think. So that'll be that. As far as this game in particular, this is going to be a common theme throughout the year. Steph Curry, if he gets hot, like he has a lot of the year, he's scoring champ, 32 points a game, I believe, or around there, they can beat the Lakers. That's just just how it's going to go. I don't think they match up well with the Lakers' size, obviously. I don't know. Draymond Green guarding Anthony Davis, that's going to be a fun thing to watch. Remember the last
1: time that, I mean, it, it was a different Draymond, obviously, and it yeah. was a different Anthony Davis too, but that was one of the most entertaining matchups because Draymond Green is one of those in-your-face, in-your-grill kind of defenders, and Anthony Davis is one of those unguardable offensive nightmares that you don't want to guard. Yep. Draymond's up to that challenge. And Anthony Davis is up to that challenge. And so it's it's just fun basketball. I mean, as much as, you know, it's it's a lot like Kobe. After Kobe retired, I realized how much he meant to me because I hated him. I hated playing. I hated losing to him all the time. I hated yeah. him beating the Warriors. It's the same thing with LeBron. Well, you, you get so used to having... It's more fun to have somebody to cheer against than it is to cheer for. And as much as I'm not a LeBron fan, I respect his game. Um... I respect what he's done throughout his career and I think that this is going to be probably the standard of play in games for years to come. I mean wow. it, this is going
0: to be one of the most fun games that we've seen in a long time. I think this will be the best playoff game ever in the history of playoff games. This is like the this is like the second year of doing this because Somehow the Lakers and Warriors matched up. LeBron and Steph, Draymond and AD, which a lot of people aren't even talking about, which is crazy to me. The best
1: part is they're going to come out there and be focused, but everybody's going to be loose
0: because it's not an elimination game. No, that's that's what I hate about this also. I was going to say, I hate that this is not an elimination game. It would make it so much better. It's
1: fun for – well, it makes sense because you don't want to eliminate a team – That had a better record than the other two teams who played in a
0: separate game. See, I hate this this year's format, though. I liked it last year. Eight and nine playing each other as a a single elimination game. And then play That that makes sense. The seven seed, and I I don't care if it's the Lakers or the Warriors, whoever it was, I hate that they have to play a playing game. It's a seven
1: seed. You know why why they added the ten, though, right? Because they left Phoenix off last year when Phoenix was playing so good, and so they... they overcompensated. But yeah. the good part is, at least they're willing to admit their mistakes as a league and say, hey, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Makes but at the same time, yeah. they're going to make way more money off this one game than they will off of some three. playoff series. Probably the other three, I mean, for sure. I mean, when you look at the East... ESPN has it. They're who, lucky to have it. Whoever, I mean, outside of ball, playing, if they're the 8th seed and they play the 76ers, no one's really going to want to watch the 1 seed play the 8th seed. There's wow. going to be more people that watch this one game than watch a
0: whole series of you know an Eastern Conference matchup. And I think that I think uh, Phoenix is the two. Phoenix is really hoping that the Warriors win this game. I don't think they want to see Anthony Davis and the Lakers because I, without LeBron, they dismantled. <laughs> With just Anthony Davis, the Lakers dismantled the Suns. This is no slight toward Steph and the Warriors, by the way. Oh no, this is just I saw Anthony Davis demolish a fully there's fully healthy Suns team without LeBron.
1: Well, the thing is. Steph just beat... Be the he beat yeah. all He beat the Jazz, and he beat the Suns rec- recently. It was a couple of weeks ago. And the thing, I don't think either team is going to take whoever they get lightly. I think this is going to be one of the first times that we see real competition, at least in the West. um it, It's right. going to be thick no matter what the, the series is. Now... The Utah Jazz, if they play the Warriors, they might beat the Warriors four games to nothing. But those four games, they're going to be close. Yeah,
0: It's good for the league when they have games like this. It's the the league and more so the fans win. Like this playing game, the fans win in this playing game because we get a great, great playing game. The other games will be okay, but are we really expecting the now, Wizards or the um, well, Celtics to make any noise?
1: I'm making exception for that. I'm excited for tonight's game. I'm excited Daniel for tonight's Gafford game. Daniel Gafford has he's blossomed. Played, he's played great in Washington. He was given
0: an opportunity to go to a team that needed help. They need a needed a lot of help. Defensive help. Well, they're paying Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook an mm. arm and a leg. I mean, this I guy. They, I think they both actually cover seven eighths of the cap. They have a win. I mean, they have. Of, they each make like forty a year, and and the cap's like ninety. So. Those, when you have you need rookies to play on this team. When you
1: have a bad <laughs> front
0: office, that's what happens. You you end up in a bad situation. Well, they were paying John Wall forty before they traded for Russell Westbrook, so it was kind of like, yeah, you know, what do you do? I feel
1: like that it was. I think they won that trade, but Houston,
0: Houston Houston's got rebuilding. Rude. Houston's Houston's rebuilding. They, I, don't, um,
1: I don't think that Houston, you know, got screwed by anybody other than himself. I think, you know, you didn't get what you should have got for James. You didn't get what you should have got for, you know, no, they anybody. Got a, they
0: got a Victorola Oladipa where they traded away. They just have a bunch of picks, which those picks aren't going to be anything worth, worth anything because mm-hmm. it's Brooklyn. But back on the playing game, who do you have, Washington or Boston tonight? Boston has looked like crap all year, and mm. they have still won games. Well, without Jalen Brown... And with Kimba even, Walker's inconsistent
1: play... E- even if Jalen Brown plays and they're totally healthy, I don't see him winning.
0: Well, this is supposed to be the team of the future. You know, Remember when they were in it with IT a few years ago with the same guys? Crazy enough how young these guys well, are still. Look
1: at who was on that roster. It was Al Horford. It was Isaiah Thomas. And you had these veteran leaders who you could turn to and say... Well, I think they want Kimba to be the veteran leader now. Well, he's, he's not. He's never been in that position. He's been in Charlotte his whole career. He doesn't know how to win a playoff game. He doesn't know what it takes to make a push and start playing right. He doesn't know what it takes to get these guys in position. I mean, he's a good point guard. He's not an elite point He's not Steph. He is... He's not a Rajon Rondo. He's not a... A, 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 a crap. A John
0: Stockton. He, he's not that kind of guy. And... Well, you wouldn't think he would need it with a guy like Jason Tatum, who I think is one of the best players in the league that just needs he's to... He's still so young. He's so young. He's, he's what, 23? He's 23, or 24. I mean... It's going to take him
1: a little bit to get used to being in the playoffs. And when you don't have a veteran, like Steph had Baron Davis. He had Monte Ellis. He had Jerry West, for crying out loud. It, he had Steve first, Kerr now. He had Mark Jackson. I mean, he had veterans. He had people who were experienced. Steve Nash was there for a while. Yeah. Le'Angelo Barbosa. I mean, it doesn't matter if Sean Livingston. You don't have to have David a Hall of Famer. You need a veteran, and Andre Iguodala will change your life. It will change your team. It will change everything. I mean, you look at the Warriors who lost to the, the Clippers in Game 7 in 2013, 2014, mm-hmm. and then when Iggy really got a presence in the locker room, it's 2015. And we all know what happened in 2015. I mean, they were a totally different team. They went from this competitive, okay team to championship.
0: Okay. Who do you got tonight or tomorrow night? Excuse me, Spurs, Grizzlies. Not that it matters in a whole lot Who's in the long the, run. Uh,
1: who is it? Uh, Charlotte and who else
0: is playing tonight? Indiana. Charlotte and Indiana tonight. Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte has got that. I don't you think see. so. Karis LeVert's not playing. It'll
1: That's be tough. It's gonna be a fun game. It'll be fun. We're it's watching even Lamelo now.
0: Ball in his rookie season playing a playing game versus a good Indiana team, not a great good Indiana team. The one thing. I like about LaMelo well the one thing
1: I want to say about LaMelo I like a lot about him him being the younger brother and always having to play against older competition and playing with his brothers and playing at a young age with guys who are in the NBA and NBA level talent or playing in Australia with grown men he's on a different level like Luca you can tell when rookies come into the league prepared and you can tell when they come into the league and they need help Wiseman needed help he still needs help He's not as far along as Ball is now. Yeah. In the long run, we'll see who has the better career because they both have an extreme amount of potential. But Lamelo is already starting to excel and start to reach his potential, whereas Wiseman is still trying to figure out how to grow as a player. Yeah, so I think Lee, he's that's a tough pick too.
0: You take you take Wiseman when Lamelo's sitting there. Well, they I needed mean,
1: interior help. I mean, oh. it's hard to draft a point guard when you have. Already drafted four guards for the past two seasons. You have one all-star guard who plays all the time. You have one all-star guard who obviously doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Um, Jordan Poole's coming along. Damian Lee's coming along. JTA. Now, I'm not a fan of all these guys sticking around. I like them as people. I think that they're decent. I, I think there's a reason they're in contention for a contract in the nba i mean they're obviously pretty good at talking about warriors yes so so we all know but there comes a time when you move on from from certain situations and you can't just you can't hang on and i I think bob myers the warriors shouldn't be in this position they shouldn't be in the play-in and the fact that we've ended up here shows you our front office didn't they were content and there's a reason now why you have the Jazz and the Suns guys who weren't content. People made fun of the Suns for getting Chris Paul, and look where it got him.
0: Well, Money Williams coached with him in New Orleans, and a people long time ago. wanted
1: to say there was problems in Utah between Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, and they're the number one seed. Yeah.
0: It, I mean, Quinn Snyder, great coach,
1: great it, great coach. It's gonna be fun. I've never been so excited for playoffs because for so long it's so obvious who's gonna make. It. We knew the Lakers were gonna make it. Last year, uh, there was a time when we knew it was going to be Golden State and Cleveland. The East is always kind of a toss-up, but we really know. I mean, Giannis is going to play good. The 76ers are going to be good. And everything else is kind of a
0: question mark. Okay, I'm going to ask you three more questions. Grizzlies, Spurs. Who wins that series? Grizzlies. Grizzlies. okay. And then, who comes out of the East and who comes out of the West? And give me your why.
1: Coming out of the West, that's tough. It really just depends on... Who ends up? Because a lot of they were ducking. I mean, the Clippers were ducking. They were ducking. And, <laughs> that's embarrassing, yeah. actually. The Lakers weren't. The Lakers were like, "Come get some," and I respect that. They I want mean, them. It, I think they want them. But the the Clippers pretended that they want. They're like, "Well, we want L.A. We want to play you guys," and then you duck them. I mean, come on. It's just that's that's weak. That's really weak.
0: I wonder what Rondo thinks about that. I wonder if he's like, "Are we seriously ducking these guys?"
1: I mean, Patrick Beverly is not one. I mean, that's why they took him out. Oh, yeah, he wasn't ducking. He was going out there trying to win the game by himself. He was Steph Curry out there. Um, but I like I like Denver. I'm gonna stick with Denver. I think I said Denver at the without be-
0: Jamal Murray. You're gonna take Denver
1: without Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think Jokic is that good. Whoa.
0: Okay. I mean,
1: there's a re- he's been MVP caliber caliber for the past three seasons. I mean, yeah. he hasn't been the MVP, but he's he been in that conversation. He probably will be this year. He should be this year. I mean, he's very good. He's played at a level that I mean. The only other person I can think of that has that same style of play and same frame was Magic Johnson. You're not picking the Lakers? No. And it's not not that I don't like. It's not because of my biases. It's really, truly just because I think Jokic is going to dominate in any situation that he gets. I mean, there's no Murray. You have no other option. You have Austin Rivers. Give him the ball. God bless him. Give him the ball. And then let him make. He's a great passer. Austin Rivers is good enough to knock down an open three if they double team him. Yeah. It, so I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if you have decent players around, I mean, look, it's just like with Steph Curry, you don't know what's going to happen because these guys are so
0: great; it's, they can do whatever hard. they want to do. Before you go to your East, it's hard for me to pick the Nuggets because I don't see I don't see Jokic being able to guard Anthony Davis. I don't know who's going to guard LeBron on that team. Maybe maybe Millsap, and the without Jamal Murray. Those are just my three points. Right. Jokic, Jokic on AD in the post—it's just a nightmare, and it probably put him in foul trouble. LeBron James, who guards him, if he's—if they're fully healthy, AD and LeBron are fully healthy, and without Jamal Murray, this this team with Jamal Murray could have been something. I think honestly, I'm not just saying that. I think with Jamal Murray, this team was in the conference final last year with the Lakers. They just weren't there yet, but I think this year they—they've just continued to get better. But without Jamal Murray, that really hurts. And I, I just for those three reasons, I I can't I can't right. pick the Nuggets.
1: It's it's hard for me to pick the Clippers because they they just haven't played. But the only reason that I'm down on the Lakers is they did coast at the end, whether it be because of injury or COVID or whatever.
0: It was definitely because of injuries, I think. But you're but, right. I mean, I mean, they I don't think they took I don't think they took it as seriously. Mm-mm. I don't think they Nobody realized how dire it was. Well, I think they thought they were just gonna get a spot without the playing game, and then you hear LeBron talk about how bad the playing game is. But I do genuinely believe they were hurt. Um I, I don't know. And it it
1: whatever the reason is, it it's still gonna affect them. I mean it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be hard to get out there and all of a sudden just say, you know, we're gonna play at the level we played at this time last year. You can't do that. You can't just flip the switch. I mean Who wins the East though? Who wins the East? Holy crap, man, that's hard. That's harder. I don't I don't see it being Philly. I I don't see mm. Philly being they're not. They're a lot like Houston was when they're, Houston had James Harden. They're Dara a regular Moore,
0: season team. There are more. Is there? Houston yeah. guy. That's, they're they're built uh, to got win a lot games, better. but they're not built for tough moments. They got a lot better. They got. They, they got did. Danny Green and Seth Curry, which is what Ben Simmons needed for the last since he came into the league. Good shooters around him. I just still think and Embiid's
1: a dominant big. The way that they struggle against the elite teams, you can win the first round. Maybe you win the second round, make it to the conference finals, but. You, you play an elite team with, you know, one of the best players in the league, whether it be the Bucks or, whether it be Brooklyn, Brooklyn. I mean, I don't. Heat, Heat are good. The Heat are good, but yeah. I also think that the Heat they're gonna uh, Oladipo's out, isn't he?
0: Yep, we hit the Heat and the Bucks in the first round. That yeah, that's an incredible that's first round not matchup. Gonna bode well for the Heat. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Heat are gonna win that matchup. I don't know. They won it last year convincingly, four one. Yeah. Without, without, that's the same that's, team. I think that's the reason that they're not going to win. I think
1: Chris Middleton and Giannis are going to be like, not this time. Well,
0: the Bucks are different. They do have Drew Holiday, which I'm going to go ahead and say. changed
1: that team, man. He's
0: an upgrade. He's an upgrade. At the beginning of the year, I was kind of hard on the trade because I thought Eric Bledsoe was similar to Drew Holiday. But Drew Holiday, man, he's, I think that he's trade different. He's He's different. both point
1: guards. Because I, well, I think Bledsoe just signed a seven, was it five or seven year extension for 100 mil? I don't know. I think it was, like, it happened, I think, an hour ago, I want oh, wow. to say. Okay. Um, well, Barry Drew Russell. Holiday is an elite uh, passer. He's I a mean, good defender. Great defender. Great defender. I he's mean, very underrated as a defender. He can, he can score from anywhere. He might he not score. be really, really great at a bunch of things, but he's better than most people
0: are. And Well, then you had Bobby Portis and P.J. Tucker. Bobby Portis, bro. P.J. Tucker's out there, too. People forget P.J. Tucker. Yeah, this is a different team.
1: Than they were last year, man. I, I mean, like
0: the Heat though. I just I love I love Bam Adebayo in big moments, and I can't go against Jimmy Butler.
1: What's going to be fun is everybody who's playing in this series is a dog. Yeah, it's, it's they're going to be scrapping.
0: A, it's going to be the best series in the first round for sure. Oh yeah, you can't I even. Mean, you can't even. Look. It's four and five, but I mean,
1: no. Who is the? I think. No, it's
0: three and six. Who are the Mavericks playing in the first round? Ooh, I
1: think they play the Clippers? the Clippers again. It's going to be fun. Another That's rematch, really fun. Yeah, I think I think Luca. He's really entertaining. I don't think he can win a whole lot in Dallas. He might win a couple of. I don't think he win a championship in Dallas with that roster, though.
0: I think they give the Clippers another two games, like it was last. I think it's four two Clips in the first round.
1: I think they give him a hard time. Maybe they maybe they get lucky. and Maybe they they beat the Clippers. Uh, but
0: coming out of the East, who do you have coming out of the East? Coming
1: out of the East, I, it's it's hard, man. Is it Atlanta? No. Is it New York? <laughs> Is it the Knickerbockers? Is it the old knickerbockers? I'm gonna have to go with the Bucks. I know it's cliche. I know it's the easy answer, but it's okay. It's it's really the only one that I can fathom that situation happening.
0: I mean, now I, uh, I it could be Philly. Brooklyn. You don't like Brooklyn, do you? you I don't like that. You don't like Kevin Durant, and you don't like James Harden. Well, I don't like James Harden. You know, I don't think you really care for Kyrie Irving, Irving either. I don't think you care for either all three of those guys actually. Yeah. I, I think mean, I think Kyrie
1: Irving thinks the Earth is flat. James Harden is. Fat and lazy And Kevin Durant Now I want I I to publicly you'd... apologize to you Kevin Because Durant. for years <laughs> oh For God. years I blamed Russell Westbrook And said that he was the one with the attitude problem And it's been Kevin Durant all along And honestly, you were right <laughs> Russell's as, a good guy good As soon as he got into Golden State I was like this dude Is a big baby now don't get me wrong, I
0: love having that on my team. But well, yeah. he's a big baby and it's hard on the locker room. I'm gonna go with Brooklyn. I think it's a it's it's an easy way out, but I gotta go with Brooklyn. I know you don't like James Harden, but the dude's the best one on one player I've seen in my life. In my life, probably, I would say that. I mean he goes one on one with anybody. Uh Kyrie Irving, yeah. Um, then Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the league. But um For me personally, I think Kyrie Irving could be the only downfall of this team because Kyrie Irving has so many issues, and it seems like there's more of him the longer it goes in his career. When he was young and he just went out there and played, it was okay. And now he's just... And I'm not I'm not even getting into the social stuff. He's just all over the place. I just... I don't like Kyrie. I don't like him on this team. I think Kevin and James could get it done. Kyrie might come up big in big moments, but I really... I have concerns about him. So, but, Davey, I want to thank you for coming on Sports Talk with hey, Cole. thanks for
1: having me on, my guy. Always yes, happy. sir.
0: Um... Thank you, everybody, who listened to this episode. Do you have anything you want to say to Mitch before we end this show? Mitch,
1: I love you. I know I haven't gotten to talk to you since uh, since you got married. I want to say congratulations, man. I mean, I love you. You know you're my brother. I mean, we might disagree on basketball, but, man, that's okay. I just, I just like having you as a buddy, and I, I hope that, you know – Everything goes well for you, man. You know where to find me anytime you need me, my guy.
0: Should've All just, love. Just say the Lakers suck. Just Nuh-uh. say it. I want you to All say All love.
1: It. All love, man. He's
0: such a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. And Mitch and Tanner should be back on next week for everybody to know. They'll have, I don't know, if, did you say Lakers suck? Did you say that? I thought did it. You say it? <laughs> I didn't say it, but thought it. He thought the it. Lakers suck. All right. Well, thank you, Davey. Um, we'll be back next week, everybody. Peace out.